All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in studio. It is episode 76 of the Daily Intermission Podcast. Nate, how are we doing on this fine Thursday, my man? Freezing. I'm freezing. It's snowing out, man. It's Ah, the middle of November, dude. The first snowfall of the year. It's feeling Christmassy out there, though. It is, man. You get that... You get that sort of feeling inside, and I know that everyone gets it. When you think about the holidays, you think about Christmas, and it's like, it's a good feeling, man. Yeah. You start looking forward to like those like Boxing Days, like Boxing Day, the days leading up to it. It's so sweet, man. You're just straight up chilling, watching sports, like oh, hanging yeah. out, man. And this year on best. Christmas, we get NFL football. It's typically being dominated by NBA basketball, which it's automatic in every single game Christmas Day parlay. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. just automatic. Um, World Juniors coming up. World Juniors around so the corner. So much good stuff. I'm so excited. Um, but listen, so so I, I mean, I don't in some facets of my life, it's so odd. I will just be completely, you know, I don't know, lazy is the word. So I broke my scraper for my car probably two years ago, and I just haven't got a new one. It's the most outrageous thing <laughs> in my life. So I go out this morning, and there's there's snow on the on the windshield. And I have battled out these last few winters. I'll turn the car on, let the heat go back inside, or I'll use my just my arm. I'll use coffee cup t- tops. Like, I can't be the only one who's scraping their car with just random objects. Oh, no, dude. There's definitely people that have just the most outrageous things. But, I mean, you should probably pick one of those things up. Well, no? they're like 15 bucks, and it's like, it's I'm going to get one. But, honestly, like I haven't mined the battle of it. And But the, some mornings when you get the coated on ice... That's when it's like, oh, okay. well, what are you even supposed to do? I always, I saw this hilarious thing online too, where they have, uh, they're like a quick tip instead of getting one. And it's like, you put up, fill up a bag of warm water and just throw it on and just, well, either throw it on or just wipe it down on your window. But apparently that it's just a screw around because it literally will just snap your window. Oh, It'll break your goodness. window. So people are just screwing them like, holy shit. Yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah. much better. And like, but directly to speedy auto class. Yeah, exactly. It's probably speedy. Like on their burner <laughs> account. <They're> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're finally going to get some service. Uh, no, for sure. Speedy uh, got to kill it, eh? Yeah, I mean, it seems they, like they got to be the window guys. Yeah, I mean, they like, dominate the uh, window industry for vehicles. I mean, have to think. I, I can't really name one at the top of my head. To I can't either. I mean, they're the only ones I think that I've actually seen like an actual physical advertisement on the TV. Yeah, about, like them just, and it looks so clean. Yeah, they're just oh, yeah. putting in a windshield, like yeah, they got that science down to it. They do absolutely. That's something I would not be able to do as a job that i would trust myself doing is putting in a windshield i'll be like yeah looks good to go i think uh best of luck let me know if it blows off on the highway well, uh, <laughs> they take the highway home and it's, it's, exactly. it's like caves in on them like it's just oh my but. goodness so listen i was talking about a couple episodes ago about being framed in public washrooms and and unfortunately i'm gonna i've got to publicly apologize to the poor girl at the at the gym um, so oftentimes I'll, I'll go in the morning, uh, with my old man, we'll go in for a lift and, and, uh, you know, my stomach wasn't feeling the greatest and, you know, I, I kind of squeezed one out. Uh, we were on the bench press and, and, you know, when he finished his set, he got up and he looks at me with, in, in terror and was like, was that you? And I said, no, which was a huge mistake because close to the bench is a assisted pull-up. And this poor girl was doing assisted pull-ups and, my father looked at her with the most disgust in his face, and he thought it was her. And I framed her. <laughs> I love it though. It's awful, man. I feel terrible. Yeah, but it's one of those scenarios where it's like, uh, it's like when you're in the Tim Hortons line. You know what I mean? Someone pays for your order, you gotta pass it on. 
Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. you got framed, <laughs> yeah, you got to pass right. it on, dude. Like, that's right. You can't be getting framed and then everyone thinking you just like blow toilets up all the time. <laughs> For you know? sure. You got to uh, um, get somebody back. I wouldn't have expected mid-gym. Yeah. But I mean, you got to do what you got to do, dude. Yeah. I, guess I mean, you can't take credit for a no like ripping ass in no. the middle of the gym, but I mean, yeah, I think I should own up to it looking back, but you know what? This is my public apology to the poor girl who was framed for the most foul smell I've ever let go in the gymnasium. And he ate Pete Davidson. Yeah. Uh, this guy, I love this kid, man. Always have loved him. Okay, I'm just going to come on to say this, man. He must have an absolute weapon of mass destruction. Because the women he reels in, dude. Yeah. He's, I mean, Ariana Grande. Everyone was like, what? Yeah. And then... There was another girl... Uh, Cassie David. Okay. That's uh, oh, can't remember who's like the big is big like talk show host. Larry David. Yeah. Larry David's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Her and I mean the girl now. This is so reports have come out and you know it's been going on for the last few weeks. Pete Davidson is now in a relationship with Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And Pete Davidson. That's one I just would have never expected. Like who's next, dude? Like. Is he going to just be walking down the street with Jennifer Aniston? I mean, who would have thought that there's potential for Kanye West's children, their stepfather, to be Pete Davidson? I can't, I can't imagine that. Imagine them just coming in and be like, what's up, guys? Yeah. Like, oh, man. That's good for him, though. Yeah, he's man, he's hilarious, dude. In, oh, man. Uh, well, Saturday Night Live obviously he kills it in yeah. his stand-up routines. I mean, he is a guy just – He's a guarantee on the roast, I mean, too. Oh, exactly. Yeah, the, he's unbelievable on the roast. That was the first I heard from him in, like, 2014. I didn't know a whole lot about him because I, I don't catch that much Saturday Night Live. Oh, man. It's and just, like, I'll catch highlights or watch YouTube videos of it, but I don't actively watch the live shows. But seeing him on that roast, man, so good. Like, if you guys haven't seen the roast where he just rips Ann Coulter all to hell, oh. you got to go check that out. She's looking like a scare. Who's going to scare the crows away? Well, that's what he, he's like. <laughs> yeah. Ann Coulter, if you're here, then who's scaring the crows away from our crops? Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and it's almost a staple that someone brings up his father's passing of 9-11. Yeah. And, and there's some awful jokes towards there that. There is. But that's what they, they... But he's open. Like, he says yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah he he's cool the green light. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That's what, when they go into the roast, they have, like, they ask everybody, and it's like, what is something you're not okay with, right? So, yeah. I mean, that's, like, just easy jokes for, for him. He doesn't care. Yeah. Like... Well, because, like, I remember one guy was like... No, this was the roast of Pete Davidson while the roast of his father was in 2001. Yeah, was, so, oh yeah there's, my. Some, there's some crazy ones. I mean, he also had a joke about, uh, you remember that movie Soul Plane? No. It's just like a piece of crap film they were from the early 2000s. Weed like on... ludicrous. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a shit show. And then he was going on about how ludicrous was on ludicrous was on the roast. He's like, that was literally the worst experience of my life involving a plane. Hilarious, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's an absolute wagon, dude. He's pulling Kim Kardashian, and, uh, you know. He's going to be soon compared to Derek Jeter with his I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And he's from New York. Yeah, Staten Island. Staten Island. Yeah. King of Staten Island. All right, Nate. Well, it's time for sports. We're going to briefly talk about the Jays here because the Jays have locked up Braxton Berrios. Seven years, $130 million extension. I think this is, you know, obviously they gave away the two, you know, highly touted prospects for Berrios. It's a nice signing. The guy played phenomenal. He had a bit of a dip with the Jays, but you know he's at I think 26 years old. 
he's 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 a fantastic pitcher. I mean, I really like what they've done here. Yeah, I mean, it's a good. It's not a bad deal either. I mean, no. you know what I mean. Like yeah. he he could have got more on the free agency for sure. So I mean, it's good for him. He he's staying around. Maybe uh, I don't know. Like is Robbie Ray gonna like? I, is he gone for sure? Well, that's just it. I mean, obviously, you know. Winning the Cy Young, um, yeah, like you, you can get like this is your payday, man. If they're exactly. not going to give it to you, you got to go take it, right? For sure. Like, what, he came off a one year, like he was making eight million bucks eight million, last year, one yeah. year eight million. So it's and, like, yeah. So it's, it's been his best year, obviously, and, and and for the Jays, I mean, I think Barrios is the safer investment. I mean, you'd have to think that that paying, overpaying for Robbie Ray is a bit of a gamble. I mean, he's had one I, good year. I agree with season. you. Um, so we'll see, but obviously, yeah, first Cy Young winner on the Blue Jays since 2003, since Doc Holliday, RIP. Yep. Um, so, I mean, incredible performance from Robbie Ray. He was awesome this year. He's got the tightest pants in the league. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I don't I don't know that. how he's comfortable doing that. I know, man. Like, I can barely wear a pair of sacks. Oh, dude. Which, by the way, I'm wearing right now. Okay. It'd be a hilarious time for an ad read. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. But, yeah. uh, anyway, sacks, if you're listening, we would love a sponsor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree with you for the Robbie Ray thing. Like, it, you know, he's going to want long term. Yeah. He's going to want big money. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those ones where it's like, do we want to commit to it? Yeah. You know? And there's other pictures. Like, I was hearing that Justin Verlander was talking to some AL East teams. Obviously, he signed the one-year deal in Houston. He's going back. Yeah, I got absolutely um, paid. But there's a lot of other pitchers out there. Marco Stroman. Marcus Stroman, maybe, for yeah. a reunion. I mean, I don't think it's it's Robbie Ray or the highway. Like, I think that they no. can improve their team. For sure, with for other sure. pitchers. Yeah. Um, you so almost think it's almost like kind of feels like a one-off, too. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Feeling. I kind of get yeah. that feeling. So, it's like... Um, but there's going to be more money spent around. I mean, the Jays have said publicly that they are looking to improve their team, and they're going to have to. I mean, you know the Yankees are going to, and you know yes. the Red Sox are going to. Yeah. Um, so the Jays be- so close too. So it's like yeah. you need those. Like you just need to keep getting better. Obviously. No, absolutely. So but. we'll we'll continue to follow along with the Jays in the off season, and and um, and you know with the big name signings across the MLB. Nate Tuesday night was monumental for Canadian soccer, and honestly, man, I'm starting to get. The realization why soccer fans and around the globe are so passionate about their countries and sports. There's that dick swinging feeling when your team, like obviously it's the biggest sport, and every country has access to this sport. Yes, yeah. So that's why it's so fascinating. And now that Canada is really making, you know, its its mark in the sport, and and you know, beating Mexico, like that is a man. Like what a huge. That win. is such a win. I mean, they had a lot of things in their advantage oh. here. I mean, you're playing in. Minus 15. Yeah, dude. Like, the Mexican players, they're not used to this shit. Like, Snowbanks of, like, 10 centimeters oh, of snow. Oh, crazy. Crazy, man. And they ha- Canada hasn't lost yet, man. We're eight games in. They're 4-0-4. I, I, I know they go 4-4-0. Four, four oh, yeah. But I and hate the tie in the middle. Yes. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, kind of theoretically makes more sense, I guess, because... Yeah, like, like you're, you're, you're more... Your higher-valued yeah. numbers are towards the front. Yeah. Yeah, but... I just don't like it. No. Like, I want to see well, the we're so accustomed to the yes. NHL. Yeah. yeah. I pretty much, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, like you said, they're 4-4-0 uh, or 4-0-4, however you want to say it. Zero losses, four draws, and four wins. Now in first place. First place in the Olympic qualifying. Ahead of the or United States F- and Mexico. World Cup qualifying, sorry. Yeah, man. It's, so, like, it's wild, dude. And, and just, you know, with the Canadian women winning the Olympics, it's like, you know, wow, like, we are really making like a mark, and it, it's just it's just such a it, you get so much Canadian pride, and and it, it really is. It's it's been an electric feeling watching them, um, but they've got a, you know a big break 
uh, they host Honduras on the 27th of January in the United States and the, on, on January 30th. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at where those games are at. Uh, Is it going to be indoor? Uh, what one? In the U.S.? I think the, we're, we host both of these games. Oh, oh. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I was I was under the saying they were in Honduras. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. You'd have to think they're gonna be or, uh... or BMO in Toronto and just hope. I mean, that's gotta. Be... I don't <sighs> know if you could do that outdoors in Canada in January. Yeah, it's tough for sure. I mean, that's very weather dependent. Yeah. And that's gonna be that's gonna be a battle. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I guess. I mean, either way, it's an advantage for against Honduras. I mean, it's gonna be fucking freezing, man, oh. on January twenty seventh. It, the bringing, U.S. can probably battle, but yeah, like, exactly. It's bringing the "We Are the North" term yes. to a whole new level. Well, you gotta use it. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. Um, Nate, we're gonna move into the NFL, and and I'm gonna need just a little part of this episode to break down what Mac Jones, what Bill Belichick. And what is going on with New England right now? It's been completely incredible. I mean, Mac Jones has been the best rookie quarterback by miles. He's completing almost 70% of his passes. Last year, the Patriots and Cam Newton completed 50 20-yard plays or more. This year, halfway through the season, they've completed 48. So two less than they did the entire last season. People talk about how Mac Jones is a dink and dunk guy. Well, they've got 48 um, pass plays over 20 yards. The running back depth is incredible. Their third round um, pick... Uh, Rohandre Stevenson's been incredible. Their defense seems to just be schemed up incredibly by the best coach of all time. They're turning heads, and I am loving every minute of it. I bet. Well, even when we started this year, I was like, last we, we were talking about it one day when we were streaming football, and I said to you, I was like, man, last year must have been so weird for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have Brady anymore. Cam Newton comes in. It was obviously a rough season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, dude, has been outrageous. I mean, they just absolutely fucked up the Browns last week. Dismantled the Browns. 45 to 7. And we said it during our our best betting segment. I mean, obviously yes, we get it. They 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 missed they OBJ got released during the week. They're missing probably the best part of their offense with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, their two best the two, you know, probably best running back tandem in the league, but still the Patriots absolutely dismantled them. And Jacoby uh, Myers got his first touchdown, which we've been trying to... Trying, <laughs> trying to, to live bet that for a month. <laughs> weeks now. I've been on it hard, too. Oh, man. but uh, And I missed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vintage. Well, and, but it, the thing is, it was the backup quarterback. Long-time backup in New England, Brian Hoare, who threw it to yeah. him. They had sat Mac Jones, and Brian Hoare came in and, and threw him a little hitch pass yeah. on the five-yard line and took it in the house. But, but no, man, the Patriots have been super exciting. I mean, obviously, yes, I'm going to halt my expectations. I think a playoff birth would be a successful season for these guys but it'd be good for like moving forward 100 you know, you know, we yeah. know we have our guy yeah yeah people who hate new england patriots fans which is 90 percent of the nfl maybe higher or higher we have found the next quarterback who maybe is not going to be the greatest of all time or a great one but a guy who's going to be consistent in the nfl for the next 20 years and that's alone is so hard to do oh 100% man think of how many teams struggle to do that like think about the Browns they've had like 35 quarterbacks in the last yeah. 10 years yeah exactly and I and mean they bring in Baker what was Baker first overall yep was he okay oh, who was I was, oh, okay it was I'm mixing up with uh, Manziel. Manziel yeah Manziel ended up going like what 21 yep. or 16 or something like he, he slipped quite a bit yeah um yeah I mean like Baker I mean would you rather have Mac or Baker? Oh my like, goodness, it's not even close. I, I was gonna say, like, I even close. Yeah. And for me, Baker Mac, just seems inconsistent as hell. He is, man. He's a little undersized. He's a little wild in terms of his play. Like, he's not a 
an amazing pocket passer. He's a little banged up right now. Yeah. But Mac Jones is he's he's taller. He's a bigger framed kid. And and when I revert back to his intellectual capability in the scouting reports coming out of the combine, they sat him down and he has the highest score ever on the playbook and reciting the playbook ever. Really? So that ever ever so like Jeez. they they must have given him fifty plays and then they brought him into the whiteboard and recite those plays randomly and he was the no best way ever. holy yeah. shit man so that's that right very there, impressive yeah that's definitely a positive a positive thing I oh, mean your man. football IQ out of the off the planet exactly and I mean that's just so big in the sport of football especially the quarterback position but Nate Cam Newton Cam Newton made his return to Carolina last week and yeah. I mean I didn't expect him to get much playing time or to play at all you got PJ Walker who you know showed a little bit of his stuff last year. Uh, played in the XFL. It's kind of been, you know, he, he seems to be like a serviceable backup. But I mean, I mean, anything would have been better than what we watched Sam Darnold do against the Patriots. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that again. Um, but Cam Newton came in. He ran in a touchdown and yep. whipped, ripped off his helmet, and just said, "I'm back." <laughs> Eight yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but PJ Walker certainly had a, a you know, a, a, you know, a tremendously consistent game. I think he was 22 for 27. I mean. It seems like the Carolina Panthers, with a healthy Christian McCaffrey and a quarterback other than Sam Darnold, are going to be a team that might be able to compete in that NFC South come playoff time. I think they're five and five right now. Five and five. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, so we'll see how they do. But that's a pretty big win over the Cardinals. Like the Cardinals have been humming. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, but I mean, the Cardinals were without Kyler Murray, uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Injuries play such a massive role in the NFL. Yeah. Um, like we were on the Cardinals during the betting video, and then it comes out the Kyler and Devondre aren't going to start. It's like, all right. It's like, well, I might roll the uh, homecoming of Cam Newton then. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, a lot of people were super pumped about him coming back too. What we were talking about, uh, one of our big fans from uh, Carolina. Yeah, Mariah. Yeah, Mariah. She uh, she was excited. Oh. She said the town is an absolute buzz show. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but uh, but Nate, the Chiefs, the Chiefs finally found their stride this week, absolutely dismantling the Raiders on Monday on. On Sunday Night Football, uh, 41-14. to 14. Uh, Jackson Mahomes' brother looked incredible, man. Jackson Mahomes' brother did. Five TDs. Five touchdowns. Just just to kind of revert back to Mac Jones for a second, I yep. saw a few people talking online, too, and they were saying, they're like, you know, Mac Jones is so good. And yeah. they're like, you know what? He just flies under the radar because, and this is just kind of to reference, uh, Pat, uh, oh, sorry, Jackson Mahomes' brother. Yeah. Almost called him by name. Um, <laughs> but they're saying, they're like, he just, like, does it. He plays it, like, simply. Like yeah. Mac Jones, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not flashy. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's not chucking sidearm and yeah. flying through the air and just doing this. Exactly. Like he's just getting it done and people don't really notice it as much as they would say Jackson Mahomes' brother. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. for sure. So but and, I mean five TDs for Jackson Mahomes' brother, like it's incredible. And I mean he, Jackson Mahomes' brother hasn't really gotten the credit he deserves. Obviously the, the Chiefs have struggled from a team success. But I mean he's still having a, an incredible season. He's got twenty seven touchdowns, which is second in the league. I think just Charlie Brady. Um, you know, he's passed for a, you know a bunch of yards. I mean, well, four hundred and six last game alone. Yeah, so like, I mean, holy Jupiter, he's he's having a half season season. I don't expect the Chiefs to go anywhere. I think they're going to be right there in the mix. That division is starting to struggle. Um, well, we knew they'd pick up eventually. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? You can't like this team. They're too good to go f- like four and four and then end up going like four and eight and then they're screwed. And it was yeah. time for them to kind of get it to go and definitely, so, definitely. We'll and with the Raiders, like I mean, what a you know what a team that's just experienced just some. Some crazy, crazy weeks with their head coach and, and everything going on That's there. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, Nate, I wanted to talk about the 49ers and and, uh, and Rams on Monday Night Football. So, 82% of the public's money was on the Rams at minus four. Okay. So, so that right there for for betters and, and for people who are sharp, 
A home dog in any sport is is attractive. Oh. But when eighty two percent of people are on the visitors, you gotta think that the better bet is the home dog. For sure, for sure. I mean, a home dog. Yeah. Is like so hard to yeah. pass up, man. Oh man, I love getting all over those for sure. I mean, there, there, that is just. There's just so much potential there, and I was, I was watching a video of someone online, and they were going off about how the 49ers were the best bet of the night. Hammer the 49ers. I still went Rams money line because, well, the just, Rams are the Rams. They're the Rams you know are the I mean? better team, yeah. and they will be the better team in the long run. But it's just, it was a trap game. Like the, the 49ers, you know, they were coming off the bye. They were, he- they're getting healthy. Uh, George Kittle's back, who's one of the best tight ends in the league. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mister Serviceable. I mean, he's not great, but. Yeah, they just they played a better game. Their defense was out there balling, and 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 Matt Stafford had an off game. Uh, obviously, you know, losing Robert Woods was you know was was a tough loss throughout the week. Odell Beckham Jr. has been there for two days, so I mean, yeah, his expectations probably weren't through you know through the, the roof. Raider or the 49ers' first home win in over a year. No way. Yeah. Holy shit. Crazy, eh? Yeah, I mean they've struggled lately, and so you kind of reckon. I mean, besides the money all being on the Rams, like yeah. them not winning a home game in over a year has got to also factor into them being the dog. Yeah, definitely. But man, I'm such a sucker when I go in to do like the betting on Sundays and like I'm looking up and down these odds. And I, if I see a team that's like, you know, the odds aren't far off and that home team is the dog, like yeah. I'm probably taking them nine times out of ten. Yeah, man. The crowd is such a, it yeah, makes man. such a difference, man. Well, dude, you got like 80,000 people in here. Like, yeah, and this is where you practice. This is where you feel comfortable. Exactly. Home games are just are, are just much more favorable in the NFL. But, Nate, we're going to move into the NHL. Yeah. And I think we're going to start with Hall of Fame night. There was, um, it was, uh, it was Hall of Fame night in the NHL, the, the 2021, or I guess it was the 2020 inductees. Okay. Um, and so it was Doug Wilson, Kim St. Pierre, the cat. Um, Kevin Lowe, Jerome McGinley, Marion Hosa, and Ken Holland. Um, you know, I want to talk about Jerome McGinley and Marion Hosa because those, and you know, maybe even Kim St. Pierre. I mean, she was, you know, for the long, for the, you know, for our early ages and watching the Canadian women's team, she was always between the pipes. Yep. Um, but Jerome right. McGinley and Marion Hosa probably had the biggest impact on our hockey viewership throughout our career. Yeah, I mean, we grew up watching these guys. Yeah, I mean. Just two guys that were always, always superstars in the league. I mean, and it's it's funny how fast we are to forget about these guys. And especially, I think Jerome McGinley, for example, you know, towards his end of his, of, of his career, actually both of them, they went on these kind of these cup hunts. Yeah. But we oftentimes neglect to think about how successful these guys were in their long-term homes. I mean, think about McGinley in, in Calgary. I mean, 650 goals, man. Yeah. Insane. I, yeah, I believe it was six twenty-five. Okay, but yeah, either yeah, way, you're right, you're right. either yeah. way, um, I mean, I when I went and looked up his stats afterwards, I was like, I didn't realize he had six hundred goals. Man, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. he was always just like you'd always see highlights like this guy's fighting. Like, I knew he He's had a power forward. Yeah, I knew yeah. exactly. I knew yeah. he had fifty a couple times, but I didn't think he had six twenty-five, dude. A ton of goals. That is a ton. Yeah, and Marion Hosa too, un- unbelievable player. Oh man, like almost went a little underrated. I think so yeah. too because he always played like with guys that were so, like when he was in Ottawa you had Alfredson Heatley just buzzing yeah. you yeah. had um, in I mean he played in Pittsburgh with Crosby yeah I mean you're not getting then Chicago the, with Kane and Tate exactly and those guys. Detroit yeah. he was there during the yeah. run yeah. yeah so just to touch too on you mentioned um, just when they went cup chasing yeah obviously Aginla had maybe one of the worst cup chasing experiences of all uh, yeah. all time I mean he went to he went to Boston yeah didn't work out no. Uh, he went to Colorado. Yeah. That wasn't even remotely close at the time. I'm no. not even sure why he went there. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yes. I mean, that was a 
a good effort, but yeah. you know, it was almost kind of tough. But Marion Hosas, if people have forgotten, oh, is really, really funny. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to learn you something here today if you're yeah. not sure about Hosas. So Marion Hosa played in Ottawa for a while. He ended up going to, uh, was it Pittsburgh? Yes. So he yeah. went over to, he got traded at Pittsburgh to the deadline, at the deadline, sorry. Just kind of stuck some words together there, folks. He got traded there at the deadline. This is in 2008. He ends up losing in the finals against Detroit. Yep. So he's on his, like, his contract's over. So he's like, you know what? That team that beat us is an absolute fire wagon. I'm going to sign with them. Yep. So he goes over to Detroit. What do you know? It's Detroit-Pittsburgh in the final. Detroit beats them this time. So Hosa has switched teams. He's 0-2. The next season, he goes to Chicago, 2010. Everyone's like, is this dude going to do it again? Anyway, he ends up getting his cup. But yeah. it was hilarious because he was just switching teams over and over again. Yeah, flip-flop. And, yeah. And so. so when he lost, when he was on Detroit and lost, that was the, that was the Cam Talbot. Or Max Talbot. Max Talbot. Game seven, two, two goals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, Fleury had, the obviously, the chess save at yeah, the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, no, those are fond memories. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, that's gotta be a worrisome time for Marion Hosa to be, I mean, think about how hard it is to go on a cop run and to go back to back years in the finals, seeing losing two and lose both of them. Uh, It's a tough look. It is a very tough look. Imagine how much hockey that guy played too. I mean, he went cup final, cup final, cup final three years straight. Like he played a boatload of hockey for sure. But yeah, he got his cop and, and what is it? I mean, those don't happen that often. Guys who go cup chain chasing it's not off it's oh, not often a success story that's such a tough thing to get one you don't really have the control of what team you're going to one yeah, yeah. for the most part i mean if you have a no move clause and you have like a you can go to one team or something if you wave it but yeah. i mean geez man um but yeah so i mean just a shout out to, to doug wilson kim st pierre uh kevin lowe jerome mcginley marion hosa and ken hall and obviously an incredible achievement to be to be named to the hockey hall of fame your your, your name is is engraved in in the sport and you know, in that community for the rest of time. And, and, um, you know, I couldn't think of, of, you know, of a better uh, group of people. I want to ask you, is, is Yammer Yager in the hall of fame yet? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he is. I feel as though he probably isn't. Um, he will be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he will. He will certainly be. Uh, while you're just talking about guys who are in or not, I see a lot of people on Twitter making a case for Daniel Alfredson. Okay. I mean, he's, yeah, so this yeah. is what I'm thinking, too. Like, they're saying he should be a lock just because, like, the Sedins are a lock, basically, so, like, point-wise. But, I mean, he's 1,246 games, 444 goals, 713 assists, 1,157 points. So, I think he's, like, right there. I wouldn't consider him, like, a lock. Yeah. But, I mean, 1,200 games, super impressive. For sure. I mean, 444. I mean, you get over 1,000 points, it's like, well, shit, dude. Yeah. Like, But you got to think about... It's like, okay, yeah, he was the face of the franchise in Ottawa for a long, long time. But if we're giving the face of the franchise Hall of Fame status throughout the career, there's going to be a lot of Hall of Fame. There is going to be a lot. So it's just, it is very toughest to crack. I would say he's a bubble guy, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they'll think about it, they'll debate it, but there's just, oh, it's going to be tough. I mean, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I'd have to dive more into it. Um, but just to statistically... No cop. Statistic- oh my. Statistically speaking. There we have it. There it is. Uh um, statistically speaking, I've, I've always found that word challenging to say, but statistically, statistically, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. um, I heard there's a short form for it that works well, stats, yeah, yeah, <laughs> speaking, um, he, uh, it sounds like he, you know, he could be in, 
But uh, but I mean, with guys like Yager coming around the corner, and, and well, exactly guys like Joe Thornton, and and um, you know, I mean, Patty Marlowe. I mean, you'd have to think. I mean, these guys that are going to be freshly retired. I don't know how many years it is, Nate, between retirement and, and inductee. I think it's. I want to say it's two, or maybe it's four. Okay, it's one of the two, yep. I believe. For sure. Um, and I guess just side note here, this is the last year that Barry Bonds is eligible for the MLB Hall of Fame. So that's pretty much it, eh? If he doesn't get in. That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. I mean, gosh. Anyway, it, it blows my mind. The MLB mind. one's weird, though, eh? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, I, I don't know. I think last year it was like Clemens and, and Schilling's last year, and they're like, Screw it. I don't even. We don't even want it. Yeah, it's like screw you. If it's gonna yeah. be like this, like yeah. you guys are like, if it's this ridiculous to get in, like yeah, yeah. So insane. Um, Dion Phaneuf has called it a career. Dion Phaneuf uh, came out of the woodwork. It seems to retire. Uh, to retire. I was gonna say, like, yeah. I thought he had already done this. I know. Like, yeah. I guess he was just kind of donezo, but. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking. I was like, like, it's not often times like, okay, yeah, we understand that you're done your career. I mean, you haven't played in two full seasons. I mean, you were down in Los Angeles, I think, two years ago, um, and uh, in Ottawa and, and, and Toronto and obviously Calgary. But, um, but I mean, how many guys like like. Like a, just to announce an official retirement. Is that just due to the fact that he was like the captain in the biggest market and, and just knew that he could kind of get like a bit of a media tour out of it? Like I wasn't maybe I wasn't um, fully sure because I mean oftentimes you just see kind of guys just kind of step away from the game and and, and just don't really ever announce it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know how that works. Uh, you know, but it could have been maybe a media thing, but. It could have maybe just been like by his agent too, be like, "Yo, you know, like I've had some calls, and if yeah. you're not gonna play, like yeah. let's just settle this and get this done with." Yeah, I remember when he came into the league, man. He was an absolute buzzbag. Man, Dion Phaneuf was an incredible <clears throat> player, and I think that his legacy and just maybe his his perception is a bit tarnished due to the five years he was the captain of the Maple Leafs. Yeah, because they were really struggling, and there was some. He took so much shit. Oh, he was him just and Kessel, like, dude. But I mean, think about the double Dion, him at the World Juniors. I mean, him at Calgary. In Calgary, he was so sick. I was I was just curious because I knew his rookie season because he broke in with Ovechkin, Crosby. Okay. Um, and I I knew he had an electric year because he was just hitting everybody. But like for a D man rookie season, dude, twenty goals. What? Twenty goals. He had a forty nine points. You damn right, man. Yeah. You remember Sheldon Surrey? Oh, holy bomb. shit! Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, man, Phaneuf win his first three seasons in the league, 20 goals, 17 goals, 17 goals. Insane. Like, he had, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Even one year with the Leafs, 12, like, 44. He, he had pretty solid defense, like, So his coach in, in, uh, in junior was Brent Sutter, and he was drafted by Daryl Sutter. Um, so the Sutter right. brothers were like, we know exactly what we have. And then guess who the GM who traded him for him was? Mr. Brian Burke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Loves a oh, mean, yeah. hitting, old-school hockey player. Yeah, he does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, shout-out to Dion Phaneuf. I mean, you know, obviously, we're going to give him the credit that he deserves. He was an amazing defenseman, a guy you'd have to have your head on for a swivel. I mean, there's not a lot of guys in the league nowadays who, uh, who the trolley tracks, you know, for lack of a better term. I mean, you know, just uh, just an incredible career, and, and uh, shout-out to Dion Phaneuf. Uh, but speaking of trolley tracks, Nate... I wanted to talk about this Michael Pizzetta cat. Uh, Michael Pizzetta, who's on the Montreal Canadiens. So so the New York Rangers and Montreal Canadiens are playing the other night. And, and this Michael Pizzetta guy challenged Ryan Reeves to a fight. So you hear Ryan Reeves, and, I mean, he's completely surprised that this guy's asking him to go. Yeah. I mean, this guy pulls up like he's, like, Mike Tyson at his prime. I know. You know, and then just gets, I, it almost got kind of scary at the end. 100%, man. Like, he was down, and he was getting pumped. And, like, Ryan Reeves is not a guy you want squaring up on you when you have no defense. Man, Ryan Reeves was, like, he was smiling, like, are you kidding me right yeah. now? Yeah, even and when man, he's done, the, you see him when he's done, he's yeah. like, whoa. 
Oh it's yeah. Like, holy fuck. He's not a guy you want to mess with. And, no. And, and like you said, Nate, at the end, man, like those bombs that he's throwing, like those are like those are like deadly fist fight bombs. Like, yeah. Like the, it does get a little scary, and, and he is one of the remaining guys in the league that that is, you know, if you're gonna fight him, you better be ready to. You've got to be a heavyweight. Yeah. And and Pizzetta is is not a heavyweight. Though he's not even, dude. He's small. Yeah. Like he's pretty tiny. And then he, and then he takes the helmet off. I'm like. Holy shit! Are you try- like? Are you playing hockey? Or are you going out for the uh, a small role on Stranger Things? I was like fighting between like, is that like a like is that like a, a courageous act or is it just a pure stupidity? Yeah, it might be straight up like lunatic, like keep me in the league. Yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? For it's sure. like let's go. Like I'll do anything out here. I'm fighting yeah. Ryan Reeves. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like by God, he how many, will. How many guys in the league could fight Ryan Reeves right now? That's I was honestly thinking that when you said that, but like I know Tom, like Tom, Tom Wilson, Wilson can give him a go. Yeah. Um, I mean, could Curtis Gabriel is he even in the league? Really, like he hasn't played for the Leafs. No, he hasn't. I, if he's in the league, I think he could. He's just he big. Could, he's like six yeah. four, like probably like two thirty. Yeah, I mean, Chara has the reach on him. Chara, so I think he would beat the wheels off Chara. He, yeah, he yeah. would, but just I mean, Chara's like so he could awkward. go with him. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, Chara half the time he's fighting, he's like, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. he's got his arm up, and it's like, who has a seven foot wingspan in the yeah. league? Like, this isn't the NBA. Did Pat so. Marone, Pat Marone could fight him. No. No, I don't think, and that's not even biased. Yeah, I'm just like, I just don't think. Oh, he could probably square up with him. Okay, I think he could hold his own. He's, I think he's, he's so heavy. Yeah, exactly. The big rig. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, a big rig. I mean, obviously, like you know, two big hockey fans right now going through the list of guys who could fight him, and then there's not a lot of them. No. So that's got what a presence to have on your line and you're on your team is For Ryan sure. Reeves getting on the ice. For just sure. abs- He's just the sheriff of the NHL. Well, I mean, the Rangers got him solely For because Tom of Tom Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. So. Because, I mean, last year... This isn't the first time this has happened, either. Yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. went and got Jamie Alexiak. Yeah. And, I mean, they That's, fought. Yeah. Tom Wilson <laughs> knocked him out. Yeah. And then he just got rid of him. The Pittsburgh's DM just shipped him. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Next. Uh, I wanted to end off the NHL segment by just talking about um, some of the goaltenders around the league and just some of the goaltenders that are having great seasons. Maybe some of the listeners aren't fully in tune with the NHL right now. Um, but we got to start off with Jack Campbell. Give credit where credit's due. This guy... I mean, for the two years that he's played for the Leafs, has been absolutely incredible. Shut out the National Predators a couple nights ago. Man, I, I don't know. Like, I, I still have this, like, uncertainty about the guy. I know. But, but man, he's been incredible. Like, at night after night, he keeps on proving you wrong. And it's like... I know. They have a pure number one guy in Jack Campbell. It's I know. insane I know. to say I, that. I know. It is. And, you know, we were... Uh, oh, I shouldn't even speak for you, but me, at the start of the season, I was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. This isn't going to work. And, you know, we're early in the year, but, I mean, this man is first in wins, first in goals against average, second in save percentage, uh, shutouts he's second behind Markstrom. Like, he's right there, dude. Like, this guy, he's undoubtedly, right now, if the season ended, the Vesna I think he wins the Vesna. Which is just outrageous to say. It is. Um, and, I mean, Leafs fans, what a pleasant surprise. And, I mean, they've played really well. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if they can keep this going, they're winning a lot of hockey games. And Jack Campbell is playing extremely well. Another guy named Igor Shosturkin. Yep. This guy has been incredible. He's been... And his numbers don't reflect how good he's been because the Rangers give up the second most shots in the league. Yeah, yeah. But and... he's still been solid. I oh, mean, he's sure. he's right there. I'll see if I can bring that the stats back up. But I know his GAA is low. Yeah. Like, it's below two. Okay. Well, I mean, um, yeah. He's just been he's been rock solid for the Rangers. Just and they've got their number one guy there. And I love saying his name. Shosturkin. Shosturkin. Uh, another guy. 
We talked about this the other day, Nate. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but Sergey Bobrovsky obviously signed a $10 million contract going to Florida. And he's kind of a guy who goes on year on, year off, year yep. on, year off. And this is certainly... Craig Anderson style. Yeah, and yeah. this is certainly a year on. He's playing yeah. incredible hockey. The Florida Panthers are an officer wagon. And um, and yeah, I mean, Sergey Bobrovsky is another guy who's really bringing it. And, and they've got a good young guy in Spencer Knight backing him up. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Frederick Anderson. Yep. Another guy. He's been lights out. He's been incredible, man. But Brovsky too. We were talking. I've spoke with you about this off, uh, like off the record, I guess we'll say. Yeah. Um, but like his early in the season here, he's got like 15 saves that, like unexpected saves. Like for advanced stats, he's supposed to like have let in like 15 of these goals and yep. he saved them. So he's he's buzzing. Um, Frederick Anderson's obviously been lights. Another one I want to talk about, and I bring him up a lot, but John Gibson. Oh. I mean, the guy's just been terrific. I, I watched, uh, I managed to catch the entire Caps-Ducks game the other night. I love the Cali trip. Yep. Anyway, man, this guy is so dialed in. I mean, like, Ovechkin didn't get a whole lot of action on him. Um, but, like, they Washington ended up scoring twice on him. Yep. Both deflections. That's oh, wow. the only way they could get through this guy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was incredible, man. And, like, if he, like, you think of someone, like, if Edmonton, like, made a trade for him, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Jeez, man, he's a guy you gotta like. But I guess what, what do you do? You give away a couple firsts, like yeah. I mean, and, and honestly too, like I guess you know, honorable mention. I, I did want to say Frederick Anderson's having an incredible year. He is. I think a lot of that is, I mean, the that system decor. and the, and and the way they play out in Carolina, yeah. incredible. But another guy too, James Reimer. Yeah, this is this one's out of left field. Way out of left field. He's playing incredible for the Sharks. Um, and, and anyway, man, it, it is going to be you know awesome to see. I mean, Reimer played awesome um, in um, in the sure. playoff run against Boston. I remember he was uh, he was great. And and uh, but that was like 2013, eight years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, he's 33. Man, he was young then. Hey, holy smokes! Yeah, he was like 25 years old then. I didn't realize that uh, he was that young at that point. But man, just out of left field, these guys are, are having uh, great seasons. And but you know, my front runner, I, you know, I would say for the best right now is Jack Campbell. But yep. it's tough to kind of give front runners this early in the season. For sure, Nate, do a quarter of the season or something. If I, you know, I haven't been full on into the crypto craze like a lot of people are. But man, crypto.com. You see Tom Brady supporting it. You see all of these athletes. You see guys getting paid in crypto. Yep. The Staples Center has been one of the more iconic stadiums in sports for our lifetime the lakers and the staples center the clippers i mean they're changing their name to the crypto.com center crypto.com arena crypto.com arena how insane is that i don't know i find it really strange same like staples center is you know what i mean like that's the staples center it's been there since 1999 it's been an absolute staple 20 what you could say pun definitely intended (laughs) um you know, 21 years of that. You know what the craziest thing about these arenas, like the names of them is? This Crypto.com arena, do you see how much the 20-year contract is for? No. For the name? No. Take a stab. Take a stab. 20 years. 20-year naming rights on the arena in LA. So you got you got Clippers play there too, right? I'll say $200 million. Try $700. $700 million. $700 million, dollars, shit, dude. Wow. $700 million. That's insanity like, for the naming rights. Over half a billion yeah. for the name for 20 years. It's outrageous. Th- that's cool. Yeah, The I name mean, doesn't ring off the tongue either. Sounds awful. Crypto.com center, yeah. And I just don't They'll think... Just call it, it the crypto center. The crypto center. Crypto, I'm not big yeah. on that. Yeah, like it's the odd. Crypto. It's really odd. It's going to take some time to adjust. For sure. But that like crypto.com arena is just like not something that... I don't know. It could just be early on, I guess. But I mean, Staples Center. I'm probably. It's gonna be one of those ones. I'm gonna call it the Staples Center. So Staples was is Staples like the the home office? Like that was their sponsor? 
Like the like the staple of the store? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's the staples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's I mean very odd in itself. You didn't think that I didn't think that they were a heavy hitting organization that could get the sponsorship for the Los Angeles market, but it's I mean people like, need staplers. They certainly do. And office they supplies. also need yeah, uh, small bits of paper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they obviously use a lot of their uh, marketing budget on the arena. That's right. You'd have to reckon because yes. that must have been back then. That must have been like it, probably two hundred mil for yeah. You think for whatever the contract was? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Nate Zion Williamson. I mean, Zion Williamson has been just. I mean, I really don't know what, what to think. I mean, this guy was one of the highest highly touted prospects in, in in a long time in basketball. I mean, I remember watching this guy throw footballs in high school. I mean, this guy was a freak of nature from a very young age and and he knew that he was headed to the NBA. Um obviously just the dunks he was throwing down in high school were were highlight reels. Yeah. Um went to Duke. Obviously when you go to Duke, you're going to have a massive yeah. spotlight on you and 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 you know, was the first overall pick to the New Orleans Pelicans. Hasn't played a game yet this year and the guy looks like, you know, a mixture of Shaq and Charles Barkley on the panel. Like, he's extremely overweight, man. I just don't know what's going on with this guy. Yeah. Well, but he's coming off foot surgery, right? So he's still yeah. rehabilitating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I read a lot online about him, and um, I kind of feel bad for the dude, man. Yeah. Like, he's getting he's getting beaked up bad. Yeah. Like, there's guy. I guess the other night, like, he sat on the – he was on the bench. He didn't, he didn't go in. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's just guys in the stands, like, ripping on him, like – but his weight. Oh yeah, they're yeah. just like, "Yo, Zion, stand up, man, get some exercise." Like, you know what I mean? He's yeah, just getting yeah. beaked, and it's like, I mean, geez, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, he's coming out foot surgery. For here. sure. Can we give him a break? Like, and, he, and he's an awesome basketball player. Yeah, you know, he's incredible to watch. I mean, he he's a he's a he's a DFS person's dream. I mean, he has got you know a, a great ceiling with with rebounds and 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 just even just the general ability to score. Um, but uh, but man, yeah, it's just been such a fascinating you know because. The Pelicans need him. I mean... Yeah, I mean, this is their guy. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so they're but, off to a terrible start. And so we'll see what happens there. But what's the story? Like, you think he's got to cut... Like, what? I, I think he's like 6'9", 284 right now. <clears throat> like, that like, is... It's, it's, it's big. I mean, you're you're a couple Chinese buffets away from being a starting alignment in the NFL. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you are. Um, I mean, an incredible... Six foot nine, like three hundred and thirty pounds. You could be a great alignment. Maybe he'll make the change. I mean, he very well could. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like six nine, two fifty. I mean, that's what LeBron is. So I mean, if he bagged that's off right. like thirty, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he could bag off like thirty, thirty pounds. It wouldn't take him long. No. I mean, he could be an absolute mammoth. Yeah, exactly. But that's right. That's right. I mean, these guys have access to all of oh, world class trainers, world class facilities. Yeah. He could shred guys. that in a month. Yeah, dude. like. For sure. Uh, Nate, I just wanted to talk about the top five picks from the last draft. Cade Cunningham uh, in Detroit, Jalen Green in Houston, Evan Mobley in, in Cleveland, Scotty Barnes in, up north, yep. and Jalen Suggs in Orlando. And, and um, I mean, the, the top three guys for me this season have been Cade Cunningham. I mean, obviously, Cade Cunningham, he missed the first few games. He started off terribly. Like, he was yeah. just inefficient from the field. He was like 0 for 8, 1 for 8. But he's really coming to his own. He's starting to, to diversify his stats across the board, starting to facilitate the ball. They're, they're really giving him more usage in terms of shooting the ball more. Uh, he's been awesome. I think this Detroit team, and it's an absolute dumpster fire, but I think in a couple of years, they're going to be pretty good, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. like, Cade is supposed to be, what, like a franchise player? Yeah, oh, right? for sure. Like, so he's yeah. like, he was like the undoubtable lock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just looking into some other guys. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, hopefully. I mean, the biggest thing I feel like for Detroit is, like, can you get everybody to stay? Yeah, it's not the most sure. desirable Definitely. city. I mean, it's it, it looks like yep. 
it looks just awful. No, exactly. No offense, Detroit people, but holy yeah. smokes, man. The yeah. city's going to shit. For sure. Um, I was also looking like Scotty Barnes is really the only one I've seen play like a good amount. Yeah. And, you know, like he was, what was it? When he went fourth, a lot of people were going, they wanted Jalen Suggs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, but I mean, I mean, look at the stats at this point. I mean, Barnes is averaging 16.3 points per game. Suggs yep. is the 11.4. I mean, Suggs has got, I mean, you got Carmelo there just humming. I mean, yep. he's going to, you know, take a couple points from you, but I mean. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Barnes was the right pick there? Like, yeah, man, I really do, man. I I do think that Scotty Barnes was was the right pick, and I mean, I don't follow these prospects heavily. Like, I don't really know, you know, what they're scouting and what these guys look yeah. like. But man, the Scotty Barnes, you know, what's so fascinating about this guy is that he can play all the positions. You know, maybe not maybe not the five, but yeah. he's just so long. He can facilitate the ball. He's just a very versatile player to have on the court, and his size, he's been awesome, man. He really has. Um, Evan Mobley as well, third overall pick, has been incredible for Cleveland. He's a power forward. He's great. He's you know he's he's been you know those two, Evan Mobley and Scotty Burns, have been the top two players out of this draft. I mean, obviously you can't really rate you know thirty or you know twenty games into their careers, um, but these two guys are the great picks. Uh, these undersized guys, and Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Jalen Suggs. I mean, we'll see you know how they pan out, but. But it's been fun to follow those guys along, and, and we'll continue to update you guys with how these top prospects are doing. So crazy how Cade Cunningham is, like, undersized. It's like yeah. he's 6'8". Yeah, oh, it's is a, he? Okay, I, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, he? Yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, so, but, I always revert to saying undersized because um, because they play the point guard position. Yeah, no, so I know. a big guy. No, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. No, I know. That's what I mean. But it's yeah. just, like, it's so funny to yeah. hear just because basketball is yeah. so... They're crazy. They're yeah, freaks, yeah. man. It's wild, yeah. dude. Like, Steph Curry literally looks small. Steph Curry looks like an infant out there. Yes. And what is he, six? He's taller than I am. What is he, six four? Yeah. Like, six three and a half or something. Imagine me out there. <laughs> I would be, be like, what is even that? <laughs> Disappear. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it appears they only have four guys on the corner. It's like, oh, wait, he's over there. Like, <laughs> he's looking for the corner three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, which yeah. I'd be dialing in. Yeah. Holy smokes. I go out and play a game of... Uh, Go play horse with me. It's an absolute joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, terrible at basketball. Nate, just a quick shout out on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kokrak came out of the woodworks last week to win the Houston Open. He, he had the long stretch of birdies in his final round. And, and uh, you know, I, I was totally sold that Matthew Wolf or Scotty Shelfer were going to get it done on Sunday. But Jason Kokrak, and, I mean, he's won three times in the last, you know, couple seasons. Like, he's been kind of sneaky good. I was going to say he flies under the radar for yeah. sure. Like, I wouldn't have. ranked player in the world. Yeah, which yeah. would you think? No, like man. what's Sungjae? He's like 28, 24, yeah. Yeah. something like that. So I mean, he's ahead of Sungjae yeah. and like I mean, Sungjae has some rounds where it's like, you know, what 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 is the thing he had the most birdies on tour in a year? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's ahead of him. Oh yeah. Like I, and I'm not saying Sungjae is like an absolute stick or anything, no, no. but like he's a guy that flies under the radar, guy, man. For definitely. sure. And uh, you know, I always hesitate to take him on DFS and even bet him outright, but I mean, he's he's great, and and, uh, and yeah, congratulations on winning the Houston Open. Nate, we watched a bit of the round, man. That course looked like an absolute <laughs> dog pound. Yeah, <laughs> dog pound. It's like, yeah, there's fences. <laughs> there was, it was it was tough. No, it did. It reminded me of a course around here that I'm not going to mention, but, yeah. you know, dump yeah. site. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, there could be a few I could mention, but. I, I don't know if it's like the Bermuda grass, and it just looked like the tee boxes, like they were just like teeing off from like the fairway. Anyway, it was a very It odd... looked so like makeshift. Yeah, it You know did. what I mean? Like, yeah, it did. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what was it? Ma- uh, Martin Trainer. Yeah. He was leading the league. Yeah. Or leading the, leading the way for a while. Yeah. And we were like, holy. What was his odds again? You said it was. Uh, I think it was uh, 1,500 to 1. 1,500 to 1? I think, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. So a dollar would have paid fifteen hundred dollars if he would have yeah. won. Yeah. There was someone in on the in the on the planet that had that bet. There had to have been. Well, there has to be. I mean, even yeah. like with us with Kyle Wilshire, you know what I yeah, mean? Like exactly. we had him. Like, like we're all over him this week. Yeah. Like there's got to be some big time Martin Trainer fan. Yeah. Let alone a family member that's like, let's do it. Yeah. You exactly. Know? But so we we actually have two Daily Animation alumni on the tour this week playing in the RSM yeah. Open in Seattle, Georgia. We got Jared Wolf and Kyle Wilshire. Uh, obviously. We are full-on Kyle Wilshire fans. Like, Oh, dude, man. That was... If you guys haven't listened to that interview, I think I mentioned it last time. Go check that out, man. Absolute beauty. Yeah. Hilarious time. Great, great interview. Um, just again, just on Martin Trainer here quick. Yeah. When I was looking through my DFS lineup for this week, yeah. that poor bastard didn't get a lick of respect. He finished yeah. his fifth place, and then they've got him coming in this week at 6,000, which is the minimum. <laughs> just not a ounce of respect on this guy's name dude wow they're just like there is no way like they can't even give him a 61 yeah they left him at six six flat and i was like and i'll be taking him <laughs> no i didn't no. touch him no. didn't touch him folks um but uh but yeah so the rsm opened this week in seattle and georgia the seattle and georgia if people aren't familiar it's it's kind of the hub uh for the georgia born players a lot of pga tour players play around in that area uh shout out to former guest ali tidcom who actually works in that area works on a course called frederica down in that area but it's a beautiful place a lot of great golf courses so they played two different courses the plantation course and the seaside course so the first two rounds will be split between those two courses and then they'll move on to the seaside course for the weekend so yeah we're all over Kyle Wilshire if you haven't seen our best bets you can find them on Instagram um you know I'm very bullish on Scotty Scheffler obviously hasn't had a win on tour yet one of the best players in the world I love Scotty Scheffler this week um guys like Webb Simpson guys like Kevin Kisner have had a lot of success at this event but we're all over Kyle Wilshire Big time. He's my uh, he's my dark horse pick. You'll see it on Instagram. Yeah. Um. You know, odds are incredible. I mean, I throw him the dollar on him. Yes, man. It's the fifteen hundred payout. You have to, dude. I, I I'll put a dollar on damn near anything, man. I had one on Mike Weir winning. Uh, that would have been the Masters yeah. uh, a while ago. Uh, two thousand to one or something. What was it? Two thousand to one. Oh, dude, no. He was $1 paid ten grand. Oh, okay. I mean, why <laughs> was, not? Exactly, yeah. right? I'm like, he's won it before. Yeah, I mean, that exactly. was, what, 2003, but, yeah. like, still, like, no, you know, I'll roll with it. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to be watching Kyle and, and watching, uh, following closer to the PJ Tour this week in Georgia. Nate, it is time for this week's segment. We're bringing back Would You Rather. We haven't done Would You Rathers in a little while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll get things kicked. I'll get things started, Nate. And you're probably it. gonna start things off a little late here. But okay. would you rather get hit by Tom Wilson behind the net full speed, or would you rather get sacked by Miles Garrett untouched? I'm probably gonna go Miles Garrett. Okay. Just because I, as soon as you say this behind the net thing, yeah, I just picture Wilson steaming at Lubomir Vizhnovsky behind the net in the yeah. 2015 playoffs. He he put him out for, and like just my height compared to Wilson. Yeah. Man, the thing is, too, like, he might Miles, end up in the fourth row. Well, that's a thing. Not glass. even that. It's like, Miles Garrett, like, I'm going to get sacked. It's going to kill. Grass I might. Turf, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to land probably on my shoulder. I'm yeah. probably going to have a dislocation. But the thing yeah. is with Tom Wilson, like, listen, I love the guy, but for the love of God, he's probably going to throw, like, a slight elbow. I'm getting a shoulder to the face. Like, I'm going to be. I'm going to be killed. I'm, I'm taking Miles Garrett sacking the kid. Oh, man. I, I think. It, I, it's I, not a good I, option, regardless. No, like, I, th- I think that that's the right choice, though. I mean. I think about okay, like even if if you see young Garrett, if you see Miles Garrett unblocked, you can kind of like start to like cringe for the hit. I mean, if you cringe for the hit, like you are flying into the board's uh, glass ice. I mean, yeah, it's just a tough scene. It is for sure. Okay, so your first one here is: Would you rather have Derrick Henry land on your leg, and now your leg is in like an upright position, 
You know what I mean? Like you're balancing it on this way, so it's like it's gonna twist, like oh. overextend kind of thing. Like your legs breaking. Okay. His full weights going on it. Yeah. Or would you rather be in a room with Mike Tyson hyped up on speed and he gets one body shot on you? <laughs> so you got uh, Derrick Henry landing on your leg. Yeah. Snapping. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Or Mike Tyson with the methed up body shot. I'm gonna go Mike Tyson with the methed up body shot. That's you know. Is that lunatic vibes? Well, I mean. Uh, I don't want to break my leg, man. I know that's the thing. Like I've heard the pain of breaking your leg; you can almost die from it. You, you oh, yeah. can't tell me, buddy. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Nate breaking his leg, you can check out that content on our Instagram page. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. Uh, mine didn't hurt that bad. I actually didn't even think it was broken when I went into the locker room. I was like, I was like, oh boys, I'm going. Like I already yeah. had two bingos that game, so I was yeah. like, all right, like I, I gotta get out there for the Hattie. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, oh yeah. But uh, no, no, um, no. I got in there and I took off my leg. Or I took off my skate, and then it was just like, all right, it's broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta go. Yeah, we're um, directly headed to the hospital. Yeah, the only thing with the Mike Tyson one is like, could be potential kidney failure. You know what I mean? He gets you in the kidney heart. And he's, and he's fucked up. But that's the thing, he's on, yeah. he's on speed. Yeah. Which I've never seen someone on speed, but I have to imagine it's, yeah, it's pretty aggressive. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, would you rather get a golf ball in the nuts? From a no four scenario, so you don't know what's coming. Okay. Or you lip out on your final putt for seventy nine on men's night. I gotta lip out, man. Okay. I yeah. gotta lip out. Yeah. I will take the eighty. That would still be my my men's night career high. I think I had an eighty one is my best. Okay. Um. So I mean, I would take that. It would it would be so sick where I've only broken eighty like once, I believe. Yeah. To break it on men's night again. But at the same time, it's like you can't take it. Am I sacrificing my already fragile testicles? Yeah, for, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, boy, folks, you got to remember. Like, I had one of the worst hernias of all time. Yeah. Like my right test. I'm not gonna go into details here, but like, if you ever run into me and you want a little, like, I can give you the. I, I don't mind telling you the full explanation, but I, I, there's a reason they call him Pumpkin Nuts Nate. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. And, and I mean, no one really calls me that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but. Feel free. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want it as a nickname. Yeah, yeah. All right, Greg, your second one. Yeah. Would you rather have Dustin Bufflin yeah. stomp on your Achilles tendon as hard as he can with oh. a skate? Oh. Or take a Ovechkin one-timer to the nose? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, I, this is a lose-lose. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. It's a tough one. I'm going Bufflin Achilles. Yeah, I think I'd go the other way. I was you're you're listen, you're worried about the broken leg, dude. You get your Achilles snapped, you're like six months no walking. My face is dismantled for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like my it's, nose it's might like, go through the back of my head. Fuck it would kill, man. man. I don't know, man. I am gonna go with it's I think I'm gonna go with the Achilles snap. I I mean that could be the wrong answer. I, I mean uh, I don't know. It's tough either way. Nate, would you rather be a cheerleader for a football team? <laughs> Or an ice girl for an NHL team for a full season. Uh, uh, so, like, I'm me, though? Yeah. As a man? Yes. Oh. Man, Nothing I... Nothing wrong with that. No, no, yeah. no. I was just picturing, like, if I was actually in a... But as, a lot as of your counterparts female. are are females who are underclothed. Right. Yeah. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go ice girls. Okay. Because... I'm, I don't want to take the abuse from the football players. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the story. Like, the hockey guys, like, I feel like I could be like, I could chirp back and be like, boys, like, shut up. I got to <laughs> do this for a year. Like, the, the NFL guys would intimidate me so hard that yeah. they'd be like, hey, what up, you little, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a so much, like, yeah. oh, man, those guys scare me. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean... I got to go with that. For sure. I'm going Plus, with the so ice you girl. can buzz around on the skates. And... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a little slide up. The yeah, yeah. skirts are flying on the kid. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm feeling good out there. Yeah. All right, last one here, Greg. And, and uh, I think this one's going to hit home for you. Okay. Um, would you rather have Dog the Bounty Hunter after you for a crime you didn't commit, okay. but he is so narrowed in that it was you, but yeah. you didn't do it, so you're just on the run because you're like, I can't even explain to this guy. Yeah. Or would you rather have Carol Baskin as your significant other? <laughs> I'm going Dog the Bounty Hunter. I hate Carol Baskin. I do too. She's an absolute sociopath. Yeah. I can't stand her. I, I honestly like cringe watching her on that. Oh, she's brutes. On that show. And I guess shout out to uh, Tiger King season two. Yeah, season yeah, two. Probably going to be some must-watch TV, and I'm sure that it'll make its rounds. I'm it, sure it'll be trending it here soon. It will for sure. Use code DI for 15% off your Netflix thing. We're uh, sponsored by... Uh, no, we're not at all. But no. That would also be an absolute fire uh, collab. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, season two of Tiger King. I'm not sure what exactly is going to be going on. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that was kind of put to bed in season one. Yeah. But anyway, I think they're uh, beating the dead horse here. And, you know, I'm damn well going to check it out. Yeah, for sure I am as well. But, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna uh, take on Dog. Honestly, I've seen Dog um, in some of his captures be pretty respectful. Sometimes he has a dart with him, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and cuffs him up and says, would you like a dart? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Dog. I'll play my chances in, in court and, and, uh, and Carol Baskin. Anyway, hate Carol Baskin. Yeah, she sucks. Uh, but, uh, she also killed her husband, which is kind of like the significant other, you know? That's exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're so, playing with your life here. I mean, yeah. Pretty uh, sketchy on both ends. But listen, always, guys, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us on TikTok. Go check out our Twitch streams. Listen, like, you know, we, we're going to keep on plugging away here. Hopefully, uh, in the next few weeks, we'll be able to share with you guys what we got going on, a new studio and everything like that. But uh, but we'll catch you guys uh, catch you guys on Monday. Yeah, we will. All right. Everyone, enjoy your weekends. Keep warm out there. Let's absolutely. Let's go.